0: All right, guys, back again. Episode 10, May the 9th, 2023. I'm Brian Dunnigan here in Monticello, Kentucky at Rock Life Studios. I've got Dan Carter with us again from Alexander City, Alabama. Uh, like I said, today is May 9th. Tomorrow, when this comes out, should be May the 10th, I'll be 40 years old, Dan.
1: Ooh. Yeah. Uh, it's funny how fast everything goes by.
0: Man, it's... uh it's it's so weird to me uh i lost my father when i was younger and he was only 30 so right. when i turned 30 that was uh like this one is not going to mean anything to me that one was was my hump i guess you could right. say when i crossed that barrier that was the hump so this one ain't nothing but a number right uh so yeah we're we gonna keep on rolling
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, you got to
0: keep on trucking. (laughs) Uh, We did get to go this weekend. Uh, We're not going to get to go this coming weekend, but we got to go this past weekend. Uh, I don't get to go riding much, but we did get to get out in our Polaris General XP4 and go for a little uh, trail ride Saturday. Uh, One of our buddies went with us and uh, made a good day out of it. Seen a bunch of people. It was a perfect day. Um, Man, it was like 65, 70 degrees.
1: Oh, nice! Not
0: really sunny, not really cloudy. wasn't hot, wasn't cold. Trails weren't dusty, trails weren't muddy.
1: Right.
0: Like I don't think we're ever going to get to see that again for a while, <laughs> especially right. springtime in Kentucky. Uh right. But it was cool, man. Seen a lot of machines out. Uh, seen a couple of those new um, Turbo Rs. That right. Was the first time I'd got to see them actually, like out in the woods. Um, seen two two-seat Turbo R's, seen a couple Pro R's. Uh, in my neck of the woods, it's all Polaris. I don't think we've seen but two X3s all weekend. Uh, right. Got to stop and talk to some friends, uh, and they were asking me about – they had listened to the pod, and uh, they were asking me about the new Polaris machine and what I thought it was going to be. And you know, where are we going to trade? Nor are we going to do this. And I would like to,
1: right. if it
0: is what it is. If it is what it says it's going to be. But I don't know. I don't know if, if if Paige says she doesn't want to go back to the North Star life. She wants to keep the, <laughs> uh, the uh, open windows. She wants to feel like she's riding.
1: Right. Yeah. So. Yeah, I I feel like that's going to be perfect for both you guys um from what i can tell it's it's gonna be like the meshing of the general and the north star
0: well that's that's what i told her i'm trying to talk her into it uh she said the north of course that's what i want. the north star like this, right. this new general is gonna be great regardless but i want the north star i'm right. a sissy i want the air conditioner i want the heat i want the roll-up windows when it gets dusty, I want to hit that button and roll that window up and keep all the dust out. So that's right. what I want. But she says she feels like she's riding in a Jeep too much. Right. And she likes to have the, the wind blowing. And I said, well, roll the damn windows down. She's like, nope, nope. So I'd okay, say. Well, the, go ahead.
1: The cool thing that, that I saw was that this thing may possibly have a flip-up front windshield.
0: Yeah. Uh, they offer that in their North Star uh Ranger models. They have the standard glass windshield and then they have the flip windshield. And I assume this is going to be the same. You could probably get a couple different trim levels of the North Star. Um, right. so I, I'm still not done negotiating. There you go. Yeah. I won't give up until uh until the till the, the last the last day or, or whatever it is. I don't know. I'll I'll fight to the end. I'll end up with one of them before it's over with. But there you we, go. <clears throat> I did see that uh, you know we talked last week about the possible suspension on that machine. Polaris released another video this week, uh, and womp womp they did go uh, back to the A arm setup in the rear. We were all right. hoping for trailing arm, but they doesn't appear that they've done that. They went back to the A arm setup, so that means. It's probably going to stay, you know, everybody's thinking maybe a little wider machine, but it's probably going to stay 64. I don't see them going much wider than a 64 with a A-arm setup. Right. Um, but other than that, we th- the new video that they put out didn't show uh, much more, really. Uh, but you could see the dual A-arm setup in the back. So we've got another week to wait and see what Polaris has got up their sleeve. Um. Who knows they may be holding some cards close to the, close to the chest there right may, there may be something um we're not expecting
1: well i I know that there was speculation on this thing being a five lug and I think there were some more um uh, evidence of that scene in in the pictures where I guess they released video people were screenshotting it does appear like they they may have stepped up to a five lug so what's your thoughts on is that gonna force the um wheel manufacturers to do other uh you know offsets for wheels what do you think about that well
0: that is one struggle i've been and, and me and you've been working on this we talked about it um to some guys when we went to the parts expo back in february all the five lug wheel companies uh raceline sedona kmc uh msa uh vision moose method system three they've all got the same offset none or well i say none uh it's all in they've all got that, that plus 50 millimeter plus 40 millimeter offset everybody and that's probably fine honestly um out west right where it's fast but here where we're a little slower on the east coast we want to see these wheel manufacturers go back, and I know it's a 74-inch machine, these Turbo R's, Pro R's. But we need offset. We need uh, that wheel to stick out a little bit more because we want to put 35s on those Pro R's, Turbo R's. And when you go up, you got to go out. Uh, right. So hopefully, hopefully, if this is a 64-inch machine and it's a 5 lug, the wheel manufacturers will be forced to start putting those five lug wheels out in a uh, five two four three combination, I hope because that right. is one struggle I've been facing here at the shop. Is everybody wants that offset and we just don't have it to give them. There's not right. that many options um, other than like an Alba or L and W. And listen, L and W and Alba make great wheels. They're beautiful. Not everybody can afford two thousand dollars for a set of wheels. Right. So we need options. So maybe that'll, that'll push it. I don't know. Uh, but I hope they do that five lug, man. I really do. Uh, we worked on another one this week at the shop and that wheel bearing setup is, is butter. Right. That's what, that's what we need on all of them. I don't know why they just don't go ahead and start, uh, integrating that into every machine.
1: Right. So I hadn't really looked at that much. Is that something that you could probably incorporate into older machines if you wanted to? Uh, if, or is it just too too much of a size difference?
0: I'm not going to say because I'm going to sit here and say no, you can't do it, and somebody's going to be like, "Well, I can do it." Uh, right.
1: Well, I mean, without throwing it, you know a few thousand dollars at it, because if you you think about it, you know, if it's not plug and play per se, it's not. Then, uh, then you're looking at doing brake calipers, rotors,
0: yeah, uh, and that's what you, know, you run all into. Stuff. Uh I don't think it is I don't think there's no way you could backwards compatible that. Right. Um just everything is different in that than that front. But hopefully going forward they'll change those uh bearing carriers, knuckles, uh to where you can, you know, that's gonna become more of the norm. Um right. I think that's gonna be a big improvement, especially as far as longevity uh for the for the bearings uh i just think it's a better setup you know we've changed we changed seven wheel bearings here in the shop today um and not that it's bad setup this one's just better the five lugs just better right and uh
1: well it's like you know back in the day I remember which all my stuff was secondhand, you know, never have really been able to afford brand new. But a buddy of mine bought a brand new 800S, zero miles, trail rode it, wasn't really too hard on the machine. And I want to say it was like three or 400 miles we were replacing some of the wheel bearings. And if you think about that as like a manufacturer's standpoint, it's almost like buying a vehicle, driving it off the lot, going to work in it for a week or two, and then within that first month it's back in the shop
0: M- mud and sand and dirt right. are the enemies of this, these machines. Uh, you know, you used to, be able to get an old quad and you'd never put bearings in those things. Right. You know, you just beat the snot out of them and never have to, to, to do anything to them and run them till the engines blow up. Still have the same uh-huh. wheel bearings they come in with the factory, but these new ones are just so much more heavy.
1: Right.
0: Uh, yeah. They're, they're And if they're not maintained and not cleaned properly, it's just a, it's just a bad setup, especially for us guys that play in the mud and play in the dirt. Right. Um, But this new five lug deal, I I just think the way it's designed and the way it's made and, and the better materials and the better quality bearings and stuff they're using. Like I said, so far, we have not had to replace any of those. Right. Um, and there's several of those machines here in town and I, and I'm, I'm, I'm sure people have, I know people are going to comment. Well, I've done this. I've done that. Well, good right. for you. And in, in, in my experience, uh, it seems to be a much better setup. So hopefully, right. hopefully that's something they move to, um, on all the machines going forward and man, as long as they keep evolving, I think it'll be good.
1: Oh yeah, for sure.
0: All right, so uh, like I said, I was out riding Saturday, and we were up at, uh, if you guys are familiar with with Pickett State Park, Pickett State Forest, um, that's that's in our back door, we were riding at what, uh, or we had stopped at what is called uh, Table Rock or Teacup Rock, and um, while we was there, there's not a whole lot of cell phone service out there, anywhere but those are some of the places you can make some calls. And I just so happened while I was there, Tony Ramos gives me a call. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we, we had, we've, Tony has been, uh, we've talked about him, talked to him, uh, been to his event and he called, he wanted to clarify a few things about the last event. Um, you know, we talked about some of the things that happened at the Hill climb, some scoring deals, people getting run twice, And he wanted to let me know why all those things happened and give us some more information of of things that, you know, we had talked about on the pod last week, but talk of, uh, he wanted to let us know some information about how, how, I guess his mud guys that know him know these things. Right. But us hill climb, hill climber guys didn't know. And he's like, well, this is here. All you gotta do is go do this but you didn't know. Right. And so we're going to let everybody know. Uh, First thing, you know, we talked about D.C. uh, getting to rerun. And he said, Tony told me the reason he got to rerun was the hills wasn't marked. D.C. run the run, went up the no-go hill. And then the complaint was, well, it wasn't marked. You know, there was no tape, was no flags people were just told no. So after DC run, he went and said something and they decided, okay, yeah, we screwed up. We probably should have marked it. So he went back, painted the hill, marked it. So everybody could see and Everybody could have a fair run. And DC was one of the first ones to run. I do believe. Um, so that he said, that's why they let him rerun. They felt like it was their fault for not having the hills marked. Uh, you know, that kind of is, is what it is. Uh, but that's something we, we'd, we'd harped on. And, uh, as far as DC not getting a time and the podium deal, uh, he just said that was just a, a flat out mistake. Uh, he should have been credited with a second time, but it just was just miscommunication. And then something else we had talked about was, uh, you know, I said, if you're an average Joe's class, or whatever they call it, I think it was average Joe's class. If you're in the average Joe's class, you run first. got to wait around four and a half hours to see if you won.
1: Right.
0: Tony let me know that that was not the case. You didn't have to. All you had to do was get on the Southern Bounty Series website, and all our times are being uploaded as we run.
1: Right. That, he, is, that is awesome to me.
0: Yeah. He said, my mud guys knew that. I didn't tell you guys that I'm just so used to not having to tell people that. Right. He said, so the next race y'all come to, he said, there's no waiting around. There's no wondering. He said, it's online. He said, the girls at the trailer that were keeping score. He said. as soon as they get a score, it goes to the internet. And I was like, dude, that's awesome. I wish we would all do that. Right. And he's like, well, we do it. He said, we just didn't tell you we do it. Right. So, uh, yeah, yeah, that
1: that that's a pretty cool addition to know. Uh, I, I mean, that's. I mean, to me, that's perfect transparency. And this, if if there's ever a screw up, you know, a lot of these guys are first to say, you know, oh, we we screwed up, you know. And I mean, to err is human, right? So, I mean, I applaud him for for you know trying to clarify everything. And it was just constructive criticism. on, yeah, on that- our part. And uh you know I'm glad that that did happen so we all know now that it is available on the internet pretty much live.
0: Yeah, and that's what he said. You know, when he called me, he said I, he said I listened, he said I'm not mad. He's like this is that you all talked about what exactly happened and that's what happened. And he said I just want to let you know why and I want to let you know what we're doing to uh make it better. Yeah. So that's good because you know several weeks in a row. We've had something go on at races, and from from you know the the tape deal outlaw to that there, and then I'm hearing grumblings now that are starting to leak out from the wheeling in the country event about right. some discrepancies over Friday night's run uh you know i like i don't want to get into that too much I I wasn't there right I know nothing about it other than hearsay. Uh, but supposedly there was some, you know, was supposed to be getting two runs. Then they didn't do two runs. Um, you know, if we say something in the, if you guys say something in the driver's meeting, that's the only thing all promoters, please listen, please. I don't care if it's a $20 foot race. If you say something in the driver's meeting, it's gotta be what it is unless there are extreme circumstances that dictate it otherwise.
1: Right.
0: You know, um, so I don't know, maybe everybody will get on the same page one of these days. Uh, You know, me and you were talking earlier, was there always this much drama? Right. Or are we just (laughs) paying attention to it now?
1: Right. Yeah. That's, that's been the topic a lot lately is you know when when we first started racing we we were having a good time we weren't concerned on podiums and cost and stuff like that it was a hobby it was and it become an addiction and then you don't want to add up what your addiction cost you so it's it's not really thought of and it's like the last year or two we've just noticed that man there's starting to become some drama in rock racing and uh you know it may have always been there just between certain drivers but it's never been uh you know on the promoter side of things and there's really not that much it's just uh you know some of the things that happen in drivers meetings that that don't uh you know lead over into the race uh, from what we've been seeing here lately it's is kind of a shocker
0: so my deal is and, you know I, I may mention the other day you know, this is this is big money motorsports. Are we running fifty thousand dollar races like the World Outlaws? No. And it's not big money in the sense of uh you know, huge purse payouts. But these big bouncers and even the Razor bouncers, you're looking at fifty to a hundred, hundred fifty thousand dollar machines. Uh, you got people driving from all corners of the country to come race. Right. And they're running for a a minute. You know, it's not like we're coming to run a three-hour race. They get maybe a minute if they're lucky. Mm -hmm. So it's very expensive and it's very time-consuming. And in that sense, it is big money racing. Right. You know, this isn't your county fair stuff, you know. uh, So we got to get it right. If we don't get it right, we're going to lose this guy from Missouri or this guy from, uh, Oklahoma or this guy from West Virginia. And it don't take, but one or two of those here and there, and you've lost a big part of your crowd. So I just hope Mm -hmm. everybody gets it together. Uh, speaking of which I kind of glossed over this. Tony did something else. Tony was telling me about, um, supposed to be another big event in the works for top trails. Uh, he doesn't have a date yet. He does have a uh, Friday night uh, entertainer booked. He oh, has that's cool. he, he has a date, but he has, he can't release it yet. Um, right. He has a Friday night entertainer booked. We think that is a uh, national recording artist going to be. I don't know if he's going to do a hill Mudbog, mud bog, but he did say that they were going to try and do something on Friday with the concert. And then they would have a full day of stuff to do Saturday. And as soon as we can uh, talk about that, we will have Tony back on. We'll talk about that and uh, get everybody prepped for the next big Southern Bounty weekend at Top Trails. Oh,
1: that's cool. We're definitely looking forward to that.
0: Okay, so we'd mentioned, uh, you know, there was a race this past weekend down at Willow in the country. They done a uh, Friday night deal, Big Bouncers, uh, and I think they, they actually let the, the Razors do it too, uh, but it was originally for the Big Bouncers. More of a old-school Bounty Hill kind of race. Uh, you know, seeing they had, uh, I think, Paul, was it Paul ended up winning that, maybe. Uh, Jimmy Smith has been trying to do, uh, some one-off bounty hills for, for pretty good money. Uh, Adventure Off Road Park is doing this qualifier race coming up at the end of May for a big, I guess it's a big bounty hill in the fall. So right. we're seeing a resurgence of just like one-off events uh, instead of series. I have an idea for an event. Right. This is something that that I've thought... Uh, would be cool for quite a while, and it kind of goes back to the race to the riches deal. Uh, and I want to get your opinion on this. So, you know, for years, Pro Rock done the race to the riches. It dwindled away when they got overzealous with their prizes and uh, couldn't couldn't come up with them. Right. Uh So that kind of went away. And this doesn't even, I mean, it, it, for this to work, it's going to have to have some money thrown at it, but it needs to be a guaranteed purse. I ha, i think what we need to do, of course, uh, you know, our focus for racing is the National Rock Racing Association. So I'm going to do this as if I were them. Uh, we're coming up on Memorial Weekend soon, which is uh, usually the week before that is the the NASCAR all-star race. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I think we could do an NRRA all-star race. Oh, that'd be cool. It needs to be um, mid-season. You know, something in the summer months when we have our little dead period. Right. Uh, Not everybody can come. It could be a one-day show if we want it to be an all-day Saturday you know, do, I don't know, do, um, and this will make the races the rest of the year mean something more than a trophy and a paycheck. So do, I don't know, big bouncers do all the classes if you want to, um, to qualify for the race. You had to have been on a podium in the last calendar, 12 months or something like that. I don't know, but it needs money to work. So we need big sponsors but I think something like that would be so cool. Um I don't know where you do it. I don't know. I don't know I don't know the logistics of it, but I think that would be a great event.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, just to have like some kind of stipulation as where uh you know like you said you have to have been on the podium you know that that yeah, season. Or, it it needs to whatnot. be an
0: all-star event. Right, that'd be um,
1: cool. I like that.
0: And 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 so, like, I don't know. It needs to be an all-star event. There needs to be a prerequisite. Not everybody can enter. It can be, you know, at, at this point, it should be free entry for this event right. for your selected drivers. And if one class has only got three entries, oh, well. Right. You know, get, if you've had the same three guys on the podium over and over and over, oh, well. That class yep. got three drivers, but it, cause those are the three all-stars of that class.
1: Right. I like that.
0: I think it'd be cool. Yeah, I,
1: I think that would be an incentive to grow the sport also, because you know, it just, uh, you, you saw some of the race to riches stuff. You never really saw those guys other than race to riches.
0: Yeah. And if you had, um, if people knew there was a, and it doesn't have to be huge money, i'm not i'm not stupid i it's not, it doesn't have to be a fifty thousand dollar to win bouncer race, but it needs to be a fifteen or twenty right uh but we gotta you know and I'm not unrealistic we gotta have sponsors to help do this um, but if you had that incentive setting in the middle of summer, like we're gonna have this race all you gotta do to get entered in the race is come stand on one of our boxes one time in the last 12 months then you can come and be a part of it otherwise you can buy a ticket and come watch
1: right
0: and some of our i mean listen there's been years where we would have been left out and that would be okay because we wasn't all-stars that year you know but i i dude i just think it would be so cool
1: Oh, yeah, I like that idea. That
0: that would be pretty cool. I'm a big Windrock guy. Let's just do it at Windrock. Let's, yeah. let's do it in uh, uh, mid-June. <laughs> uh, right. I like Windrock. It's so close to home. Uh, do it in mid-June. You could do the bouncers. Um, UTVs would be kind of tough if you do it all in one day. Uh, yeah. You could do like one, I don't know. You could do, like, the stock class and then do, I don't know. You could combine cup and bounty, I guess. I, I don't know. Or you could just do it all. I don't know. Um, right. But, dude, I'm telling you, if this I, deal I, is marketed right and promoted right, it's it's fire.
1: Yeah. I'm, I mean, the drivers are there. You know, the podium, you know, they – the cool thing about it is, like, it's a toss-up. You know, one, one week you may see – uh, the norm on, on the podium and then the next week you're like, okay, well, this is so-and-so's park, you know, they're going to do good. And you know, hell they may, may tank that weekend. So the, the driver's list could still be a, a, a large list well, you both know, UTV and Bouncer.
0: I've seen years where this idea may not work um, because there wouldn't be a very big field. Right, because it was a lot of the same three guys over and over and over. But this year, so far, of the last, what would be the last 10 races, has has been a bunch of different people.
1: Right. Yeah, uh, especially for, like, UTV class like that, uh, there's nobody really just consistently on the podium every no. single race. Uh, bouncer class, you know, it's kind of the same way. I mean, there, there's been a few guys hit the boxes that – just about every race, but, uh, you know, a lot of times it's just
0: toss up. Well, that bouncer class, especially is going to just fixing the, when we come back from break in July, that bouncer class is going to open wide up.
1: Right.
0: Uh, and so if this is, if this is something and I'm just speaking in a dream world. So if this is something that we, uh, could plan on, of course, you can't do it this year. It's too late. If it's something we can plan on for next year, you know, to get eligible, you need to be in West Virginia, Uh, in July, get on the boxes. Cause listen, unless he builds a buggy, Timmy ain't going to be there. Wade's not going to be there.
1: Right.
0: Uh, that's your two, your two toughest. Uh, then, then you're going to have to deal with Daniel Heckley, Jay Stortz, Brandon Davis, uh, Cozine. If he gets his new buggy done.
1: Right.
0: Dude. I'm just, I'm just telling you all-star race uh i'm just trying to get another race at fucking windrock man yeah. come on <laughs> give me another <laughs> yeah, windrock
1: I, maybe windrock put up some money like it i i would like to see 10, 10 big companies give ten thousand dollars a piece that'd be a hundred grand you know you can make something happen for that easy
0: windrock park are you listening Clyde bottom make it happen Hey guys, I know owning an ATV or UTV can be very expensive. There's so many accessories out for these things nowadays. It's just unreal. One of the things you shouldn't have to worry about is the tires on that machine, but sadly it is a giant topic of discussion in the UTV world. With prices going through the roof and so many different selections on what to get. What's the best mud tire? What's the best road tire? What's the best rock tire? The only answer to all of those questions where you can get a solid tire that does all of those things and does them all well, that is the Supergrip XT tire from Supergrip ATV. Heck, that's even what we race on is the Supergrip XT 47s. Right now from Supergrip ATV, they have their road version of the Supergrip XT on sale direct from Supergrip. So get a hold of those guys, get you some tires. They're also available at Rocklife Off-Road. So guys, holler at us, get Supergrip XTs on your machine. It's the last tire you'll ever buy. Alright guys, so a couple of weeks ago we talked about um they were doing an RC car build-off between Cash Lee Croy, um Keller RC, and Outbound RC. Uh I have seen mine. Uh haven't seen any of the others. If I'm and I may be wrong on this, but originally I think they were supposed to release uh or have the voting start on May the 10th, which would be Uh, for you guys listening on Wednesday today. Right. Uh, so be on the lookout for that. Uh, vote for us. If you can figure out which one it is, which shouldn't be hard. Uh, vote for the, uh, the rock buggy. I'll have that dude back in my hands. Probably, uh, by the weekend, we're going to put some, uh, we're gonna let them get their their voting done, and then uh, we're gonna letter that thing up like the buggy, and uh, we're gonna post some pictures of that. I think everybody's gonna be impressed with what our almost said his name, what our builder has done with it. Uh, I think you'll really like it. So be on the lookout for the RC car Razor Ray build off um, to come out on May the tenth. Uh, I think that I don't know how long they're gonna do voting no idea uh but pick us out and vote for me and dan speaking of which i seen on facebook today that my mom had tagged you in a post so she got us a, she got me a birthday cake for my birthday tomorrow and it on the cake i'll send you a picture is a picture of the buggy
1: oh that is cool that's
0: what she was meaning
1: okay well i yeah i thought I thought it
0: was Jug's new toy. No, no, no. She wanted to know if I'd sent you a picture of the cake yet. No, I Uh, I can't. But yeah, it was the the Wonder Buggy on a cake. I didn't know you could do that, but I guess you can. Uh, Speaking of which, last thing, uh, June 3rd is our second annual Rock Life Off-Road UTV show uh, in conjunction with the Monticello Market here in Wayne County, Kentucky, Monticello, Kentucky. Uh, You came last year it was a good turnout last year. Um, I did request. So last year they kind of had us off, uh, in a little hole kind of, I don't know if they were scared of us or what, (laughs) but they had us off in a little grassy area away from everybody. I told them I wouldn't do it again this year unless we were downtown on the square. Uh, so they have agreed to move us. Um, the vendor booth is going to be in, uh, the square downtown and the UTVs are going to be just on one of those side roads. So we are more up with the, you know, the half looping people. Uh, oh, that's cool. yeah. Yeah. So it's going to be a good, good, good weekend. Um, you got to be a judge last year.
1: Yeah. That I had a good time doing that. That, uh, you know, there were a lot of, a lot of machines there for the, the little, uh, you know, the, off road show, is, I guess what what we'll call it, because there was, there were more than just UTVs there. Like I saw some cool stuff. It's pretty neat. Yeah, we had so some
0: we, drag ATVs. Um, oh yeah, some some dirt box came. Uh,
1: vintage. Uh, I think there was a guy had a vintage three wheeler, vintage. Uh, Maybe a vintage uh, monkey uh, dirt bike, one of the old school yeah, Honda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's anybody that's into that stuff, that's definitely the place to come check it out.
0: Yeah, we had some, uh, had uh, had our 250R out there, Honda 250R, um, had no Banshee, uh, a bunch of, bunch of razors, uh, portals, uh, had one completely custom Pro XP, but uh, something happened with that guy and he, he had to leave before judging, so he didn't even get to stay and see if he didn't want anything. Uh, but that yeah. was a cool razor. Uh, I'm trying to think, man. What else? We had some Rangers. Yeah. uh, Had some race buggies. You were there. Wyatt was there. Uh, Brantley brought, Brantley Havens brought his little 200 down, uh, put it in the youth class. Right. So this year we're doing uh, best of show, dirtiest, best ATV, best UTV, best custom build, and best youth. Uh, So we did take a couple classes out of it from last year we i think we had almost 10 classes last year we kind of narrowed it down a little bit uh we got some real cool trophies on the way oh sweet uh winners are going to get i've been working with some of our vendors again we're going to get some cool prize packages in um hopefully you get to make it hopefully Wyatt gets to come back down hopefully uh, you know anybody who's listening to this if you got a race buggy and can make it on June the third. It's uh, nine a.m. to, and awards are at one p.m. You can come anytime during there. Uh, it, the kids in our town don't get to see this stuff very often, and they really enjoy it. So uh, if you get a chance, bring your machine, bring your family. There's shopping all through downtown, all kinds of good vendors, all kinds of food. Um, it'll be a big weekend here in Monticello uh the dunk tank I think is my favorite maybe we can get Braden back in that thing again this year I guess that's about got it for this week uh you got anything you want to add in here
1: no man that, that pretty much hit everything oh, we're we're stoked about the uh you know Monticello day coming up we're, we're definitely gonna make that
0: it'll be a good weekend um uh, RC car build-off, be on the lookout for that. June 3rd, Rock Life Off-Road, UTV show downtown Monticello. Uh, Get in contact with us if you have any questions about that. And uh, we'll be talking about it more on the weeks to come. Thanks, guys. Hey guys, back for this week's edition of The Rundown. We only had one big event this past weekend down at Wheeling in the Country, put on by Taylor Pickett and RPM Ministries. Uh, talk to Taylor today. They're having another big event. He's going to try and schedule for June. Uh, stay tuned. We'll let you know when that gets announced. Uh, so down here at Wheeling in the Country this past weekend, they had a Friday night bounty hill on Axel Hill. They had a class for big bouncers and a side-by-side class. Paul Wolf come down in his 4,400 car and took the win in the big bouncer class. And David Vaughn got best of show, which usually means... He put on a show. So uh, congratulations to those two guys. Dylan Vaughn, David's son, actually got the win in the UTV division on that Bounty Hill as well. Now, on Saturday, Cash Lee Croy come down and took everybody to school, taking their money for first place. Andrew Galloway in second, Cooper Bentley third, Cody Kaysen in fourth, and Zach Carter rounded out the top five. Our next events, guys, May 20th, Morris Mountain for the Outlaw Off-Road Uh, Racing Series Morris Mountain May 20th Then May 27th The AOP's Adventure Series uh, Qualifying Race Big Bouncers Only Big Bouncers Only So if you want to be In the finals in October You have to have Your Big Bouncer At this event May 27th You have They're only taking The top 15 The best of my knowledge Uh, So top 15 Will qualify For the October race You cannot Transfer your spot So don't Send somebody To race in your stead Guys You have to be there uh, big event, big event, big money, uh, things like this is what we need. So stay on the lookout for that. We will have, uh, next week's pod will be mainly focused around the new Polaris release, uh, May 16th. That's when that's coming out. So we'll have, uh, our reactions to the Polaris lineup, uh, next week. Hopefully we'll get to see that new general North star and whatever else Polaris has up their sleeves. So, uh, we'll see you guys next week. Thanks. This episode is brought to you by Rock Life Off-Road. Check us out on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok.